Hey guys, it's Dynasty and RSO Joe. I'm just doing a little episode on comparing players with QBs and wide receivers in this in this episode. I'm going to go through QBs that are questionable, what, what to think about them, and compare them to other QBs as the situation I like. So we'll get it started off with a couple of backup QBs, and I'll tell you what I think of them. Now, who would you rather have Gardner Minshew in a place where he could start or the Packers forever backup Jordan Love, who is claiming he wants to get out of Green Bay at a place where he could start? Between Minshew and Love, if they're both free agents in your uh, Reality Sports Online League, which this is a Reality Sports Online based podcast, I have permission to use their name and I have permission to Talk about Reality Sports Online. Reality Sports Online is essentially making you more like a general manager of an NFL team. They use the real salary cap. They use rookie deals. Um, it's just, it's it makes you more like a GM. And for me, it's a whole lot more fun. So that's how, what I talk about on my podcast. And uh, for Minshew versus Love, I have always been a big Gardner Minshew fan. But if they're both free agents in your league and you're signing one and they both have potential to be starters, I think you got to go with the potential of Jordan Love. Minshew literally has the best situation he can have right now in Philadelphia. And to be honest, he's not impressing. He scored 10 points versus the New Orleans Saints. I think maybe... NFL executives know what Minshew is more than we do because there's been Minshew mania. There's been people saying Minshew should be a starter. But with Jordan Love, I mean, we just don't know what we have yet. There's potential. You could get him on a cheap deal in a Superflex league. Mostly I talk about Superflex. That's the leagues I like. And Jordan Love could be your QB3 or QB4 and turn out to be a solid QB2. With Minshew, I see him as a low QB2 at best, like that's that's his ceiling. Look at the other QB2s that are going in that. And so the potential is Jordan Love, and I'm going I'm going for Jordan Love if he gets in competition for a starting job, but that means leaving Green Bay or Aaron Rodgers retiring. So next guy I want to talk about, Mac Jones versus Trey Lance. Mac Jones and Trey Lance's situations are eerily similar. Mac Jones has Bailey Zappi behind him that people are saying, I've heard people say he's a better quarterback and should start over Mac Jones. And Trey Lance, he's got Garoppolo, he's got Purdy, and he's got himself, but he was the starter at the start of the year. So who do I like better? To be honest, even though the situation is worse, I like Trey Lance. And I'll tell you why I like Trey Lance. comes down to one thing. He can throw and rush the ball. He can throw. He is a good thrower. The first season, he wasn't a good thrower because he had a hurt thumb. And he can rush. And yes, he had a few, a couple of bad games to start the year. I'm not worried about that. I think somewhere, some way, he will be a starter at least for a couple more seasons. And he will be a better fantasy quarterback than he is actual quarterback because of his rushing and touchdown, rushing touchdown ability. And I'm not saying he'll be with San Francisco. Maybe San Francisco rolls the dice with Purdy. But whoever he's with, 
he's going to be somewhere where he's playing. I think Trey Lance is going to be playing. Now, if he's on a rookie deal, you might want to take a risk on that. If he's on, if it's a newer league and he's on a big contract, I don't know. It's, it's difficult because in one of my leagues, he's on a $20 million contract because he was such a big potential this off season. Do you really want a $20 million contract? No. So if he's on a $20 million or $15 million contract, don't take Trey Lance because of the risk. I would take Mac Jones. If Mac Jones is on a five to ten, a five to ten million dollar contract, you know, a cheap or a rookie deal, he's worth it. Mac Jones was not highly vaulted as a rookie. I think he was the fourth quarterback taken in the same class as Trey Lance. And uh I would just say it depends on the situation, but I like the potential of Trey Lance just because of the rushing upside. And be monitoring the situation in San Francisco all offseason because they have three quarterbacks, all who could start in the league. And that's pretty ridiculous. Now, here's one where I get into some of the top quarterbacks. And believe it or not, Geno Smith is one of the top quarterbacks. Now, Geno Smith... What you have to remember, this is a reality sports online. He's going to be a free agent in most leagues this year. So would you sign him to a $15, $20 million deal, two-year deal? Or would you rather have Dak's probably already existing contract? So many people have been signing Dak to four-year deals that he's probably on a contract in your league for somewhere between 20 and 30 million in a super flex league. (coughs) So my question is to you. Would you rather have Gino for half the price or Dak for twice the price? And for me, as long as Gino remains a starter in Seattle, I'd rather have Gino and spend my money elsewhere. Dak is too inconsistent. Just, he doesn't, he's not consistent enough, I'd say, to be worth twice the price of Gino. I would rather have Gino and then go for a big free agent to um, produce for your team. You could spend, you know, 20 million on someone else if you're... So I would trade Deck for Gino if he's on a multiple year contract. Because if he's on a multiple year contract, someone took a risk on him at the start of the year. But it's very likely that he's a free agent and you should be targeting him and maybe selling a even a QB1, a Dak, a Dak Prescott. And then spending money on some of your weaknesses. I mean, think what that extra $15 million could do to your team. You could get, you could go for the top free agent wide receiver, the top tight end, a great running back that's proven. Or even trading Dak for a first rounder this year. And then you get the first rounder, which is, you know, a contract between nine and I believe six million. And then you get Gino. So you would get Gino and a first rounder if you sign Gino for the right price for the same amount as it costs you to have Dak. For me, it's Gino. Now, there's a few quarterbacks you've got questions with. Tua Tagovailoa. I'm just saying, don't go after him. He should have retired after the last time he got a concussion. If he doesn't retire now, It's not only stupidity, but it's due to the fact that he just loves the game so much he can't give it up in this fashion and he wants to go out on top. That's a typical competitive player's mindset. So he might come back, 
but he's sellable for me. Tua, it's really sad what's happened to him, all of his concussions, all of the things he's had to go through, but he should retire. Either way, if he doesn't or does, you should be selling him now because I just don't see a pathway where he lasts much longer in the NFL. If he's this prone to concussions, like, will he have another season? Will he get a concussion again? And who knows what will happen after that? Take it from somebody who's seen a lot of concussions and major concussions in friends and family's lives. It's just not worth it to keep playing, to keep doing those things because it's only going to get worse. And he'll get that he'll get that expert opinion, but it's just whether he follows it. So I don't want anything to do with Tua. Another quarterback I have a few questions about is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is on a contract year. And I believe he's going to go back to the Vikings. The Vikings will spend it on him. The only way he doesn't go back to the Vikings is if Kevin O'Connell has a backup plan and somehow, some way, Cousins completely just, just does terrible in the playoffs. Because then management and other people might be calling for his head. I'm not saying they lose in the playoffs because, believe it or not, they have a plus minus of minus, I believe, 20-something or 30-something. They should be losing games, and they're not because all their wins are close and all their losses are blowouts. So they actually don't have a, a good plus minus on the season for points per game. And uh, Cousins has been doing great. You guys, Cousins is a QB1. I don't care what you say. He's been a QB1 three years in a row. When he's in Minnesota... Treat him like a top 12 quarterback. And at least for a couple more years, he's going to be a top 12 quarterback. And he comes at a reduced price. And I don't think there's any way the Vikings let him go. Like I said, unless he just throws three interceptions in the first round of the playoffs and doesn't do well so badly that they think they can't win in the playoffs with him. Because the Vikings are looking to win now. Well, uh, Jefferson is on his rookie contract and... They've got some good players around Jefferson and Cousins. But if they don't think Cousins can get it done, they might go somewhere else. But either way, I'd say buy the Vikings QB because Justin Jefferson and they might go out and get a wide receiver in this year's draft. And K.J. Osborne is a solid wide receiver too. Once uh, Thielen gets too old to be the wide receiver too, which is kind of happening now actually. And another quarterback I have questions about is Tom Brady. You guys, Tom Brady's going to be 46. This is the year, in year 45, he finally showed his age. And he finally showed that he's not Superman completely. He still is Superman in most people's minds. He's 45, going to be 46. And I would say avoid him, trade him, do what you can. And it, I just don't think he's going to play much longer. I mean, how can he? He's 46 next season. I mean... You can be a Tom Brady believer. You can have him on your team, but definitely don't franchise tag him. Definitely don't do anything like that, as all of you know by now. He's not worth more than $10, 12000000 million, even in a super flex on a one-year deal. Unless he does the Tom Brady thing and goes to the perfect situation with the perfect offensive line and ditches uh, Tampa Bay like he came to Tampa Bay. If he does that, he might be worth something. But don't ride the hype train on a 46-year-old. That's my opinion. Okay, let's get back more to the comparing players. I've got a few more players I want to compare. 
And uh, one is the surprise of the season, Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence. You guys, we're looking at next season, and these two could both easily be top half QB1s. Both for different reasons. Trevor Lawrence, he can rush. We know that from college. We know that from seeing him get 10 to 12 yards every now and then. But he is a pocket passer who is extremely accurate. That's why he was the number one pick in the draft. That's why they said he was the best since um, a long time to do it. And Justin Fields is a running back who can throw. That's, that's We were watching him the other day versus Detroit. And he is a running back that can throw. He had four rushes for 104 yards at the start of the game. And they came out and scored 10 points. And then they didn't score the rest of the game. But it, it was... It was on the back of Justin Fields. If they, if Chicago actually gets him some wide receiver help that is as good as he had at Ohio State and maybe blosters the offensive line, you know, give him the weapons he needs because what he needs is a great offensive line and a couple of good A.J. Brown-like wide receivers to throw to. And I think he's going to be better than Jalen Hurts if he has that. You put Fields in on the Eagles, and I really believe he would be just as good or better than Jalen Hurts. That's what you're looking at. And with Trevor Lawrence, you're looking at a guy who's just so naturally talented for the quarterback position. He might be coming into his like Peyton Manning-like dominance over the league, or a, you know, he he is the one who has the potential to be a Peyton Manning-like player. He hasn't done it yet. But, you know, who do you want? Do you want the runner or the guy with all the potential in the world? And for me, I want Justin Fields. Call me crazy, but I love rushing quarterbacks in today's NFL. When you're, when you're playing fantasy and you have a rushing quarterback, it's just, in general, you're going to get more points every week consistently if he's getting those 50 yards and a rushing touchdown. If your quarterback can get 30 to 50 yards and a touchdown, that's a lot more points. That's like 11 points just from rushing that no uh, no throwing quarterback is getting really, or they're getting much less and very few touchdowns. So the potential of Fields is tantalizing. He's on a rookie deal in a lot of RSO leagues. I would give up a 2023 first. I would give up, you know, another proven player. And maybe a 2024 third. But the one thing about Reality Sports Online that's different in Dynasty. I preach this in just about every message. And you need to learn this. The rookie picks are worth way more in Reality Sports Online than they are in Dynasty. Now you say, why is that? Because rookie picks are rookie contracts. And you can get, like Justin Herbert is just getting off his rookie deal. In my league, he was a second round pick. He was worth $3 million a year. And you could have Herbert for the last three years for $3 million a year if you gamble right on your rookie picks and do the proper um, research to know who's the best and who's gonna who's gonna perform well and look at you know look at things you can. So I think with with that in tune. You just have to you have to get rookie picks in RSO. When you're starting off in the league, um, try to get as many rookie picks as you can of 
future drafts and try to set yourself up. I'm a big believer in rookie picks in RSO because they build the basis of your team with cheap contracts. And then you can get those studs that nobody else can pay for with your cheap contracts. Imagine there is a league I have where the guy has drafted Jamar Chase, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Herbert, and he had them all on rookie deals. And he's like, okay, I'll go get Cooper Cup for $25 million. I'll go get Debo Samuel for $25 million. And he could do that because he had all these rookie deals that were just amazing. And uh, he did unusually luckily drafting. And maybe it was skill, but I think it was luck because I know him well. And he got some really good players. So uh, starting a team on Reality Sports Online, you want to base it off your rookie picks. And then you want to fill in the gaps as the years go on. So for me, it's Fields, but it's a toss-up. If you like Lawrence better, I don't blame you. He's a he's a standard quarterback. But those two, I wouldn't be surprised if they're both QB1s in the top half, top six QBs next year. Now here's one that's going to be the only rookies I talk about. And I'm talking about them because they're both starters in the NFL next year. They're both going to be on teams. But I really believe in the in the debate of C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young. Uh, most people are going to say C.J. Stroud. The problem with that is C.J. Stroud is, in my opinion, probably going to be on the Houston Texans. Okay, so the Houston Texans don't have enough cap to get him real weapons unless they do it through the draft so he'll have to get something because Brandon Cooks and John Mechie are not enough for me to want CJ Stroud if Bryce Young goes to say the Carolina Panthers Bryce Young would have DJ Moore he would have a slew of talent around him that he could turn into a successful three years at at uh Carolina, whereas C.J. Stroud, unless he's like a Deshaun Watson, which many people would argue he is, um, he won't produce with the amount of talent he has, at least in the first year. So if you're looking to win a championship, I go with Bryce Young, but sometimes talent's just got to win out and you go with C.J. Stroud. And I'll get more information as the years go on, and or I mean as the season goes on and what people are seeing in C.J. Stroud and what people are seeing in Bryce Young. Those are the top two quarterbacks, and I like them both. I just say it depends on their situation. C.J. Stroud goes to a good situation. Take him. He's gonna. He's he's proven he can throw. He's proven he can do what he needs to do. And uh, it might take a couple years to develop, but he's worth it to have on your team in that rookie year deal. Now, here's what I've already talked about. I talked about Trey Lance versus Mac Jones. But you got to talk about Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance. Who do you think is going to start? And you could even say versus Garoppolo. Those three, Purdy, Lance, Garoppolo, who gets the deal? I think San Francisco is not going to be content with Purdy or Garoppolo any longer. If it's Trey Lance, they might not even be content with any three of them. They might go out and get a quarterback like who's on a on a deal Kirk Cousins they might get they might go after Tom Brady they might go after somebody big and then trade those three 
And we could be looking at three different starters coming from San Francisco's rosters and a fourth that they sign for next year. The problem is they don't have much cap space. So they might, I think out of those three, they're going to do what they did at the start of the year. They're going to go with Trey Lance. Um, Kyle Shanahan loves to run. Brock Purdy is a solid player, though, who takes much more risks than Garoppolo. So I'd say the second in there is Brock Purdy so far. But it might have just been a fluke few games that people didn't understand what he's like. But he takes more risks downfield, which leads to more points, which leads to better production from the quarterback position. So my second is Brock Purdy. And Garoppolo, I I just believe he's leaving. I don't know where he's going. I don't know what he's doing. He might be somewhere else. But I think, you know, Garoppolo at the New York Jets, a great situation for him. If he goes to the New York Jets, I'd want him on my team as a QB too. Um, he's got Garrett Wilson. He's got all those, all that talent around him. He'll have uh, eventually. He'll have a great running back. He has Bam Knight, but he'll have uh, the rookie. Um, my mind's drawing a blank. Brees Hall. Brees the Beast will be there, and uh, he'll have a run game that'll offset the throwing game. And he will have a big, versatile wide receiver. But that's all hypothetical. But if he goes to a place like Carolina, the Jets, somewhere that needs a quarterback badly with weapons around him, he wouldn't be a bad quarterback to have. But I just think they're going to roll with Purdy and Lance as they're younger. They have more upside. And I I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Purdy um, starts over Trey Lance. But the question is, what do they do? They proved this year that with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, they weren't afraid to keep them both. So will they keep both Brock Purdy and Trey Lance in the case that Lance gets hurt again or Purdy gets hurt again? That's definitely something we thought they wouldn't do last year that they did do last year. So be monitoring that situation. And obviously, Brock Purdy probably wasn't drafted in your rookie drafts unless you have a... um, uh, a, a bench that is extremely, <laughs> extremely huge. And you have like a, a different type of setup than I'm used to, but Purdy should be signed Lance. He's a big question mark that you got to watch. Cause he has so much upside. There were people saying last off season that he was going to be the QB one this year. Like people loved him last off season. He plays a couple games, one in complete mud and we think he's trash, but I just don't believe it. But it depends on his contract. If it's a rookie deal, maybe try to get him cheap. He's a guy you could get cheap. Okay, guys, now we're going to transition to wide receivers. These are mostly good wide receivers, a few of them young. And uh, I'm just talking about who I like better. This is the, the, the episode of comparisons, I'd call it. And one thing, Jamar Chase versus Justin Jefferson. I don't care what happened in college. I like Justin Jefferson slightly better than Jamar Chase because of the consistency Jefferson has done. And uh, the fact that he's produced better than Jamar Chase overall. Chase has had really good games, and they're both really good. But I think if the Vikings do not re-sign Kirk Cousins... They're going to upgrade a quarterback. They're going to get somebody better because they want desperately to win a Super Bowl 
and they have a team that competes in every game or has an off game and just gets blown out, which has happened this year. And we haven't really seen the potential of the Minnesota Vikings because every week it seems like they do something to shoot themselves in the foot, yet they're still 12-4. and And they're losing most of the time during some of those games. They have, like, I think 10 or 8 comeback wins where they were down and then they win at the end. So hopefully they'll improve and they'll improve the weapons around Justin Jefferson and make him better. However, Jamar Chase, he might be the more sure thing because you know you're getting what you're getting. And I I know that sounds crazy against Justin Jefferson, but he's got Burrow. Um, he's got Higgins, Higgins to compete with, I guess. So I don't know what you'd say. Jamar Chase was better in college. He was the one Jefferson was the, the two, but I think that's switched now. Now here's one who's an interesting person, Cooper Cup. Who do you compare Cooper Cup to? He might lose his quarterback that targets him all the time. Matthew Stafford might retire. There's thoughts that he might retire from what he's going through with his elbow. And if, if Matthew Stafford retires, this is not even a question. I don't think Cooper Cup with Baker Mayfield or whoever they get, which we know LA is willing to spend money, but I don't know if he'll target him as much maybe it's the offense it's looking like it could be the offense however Stafford had eyes for cup like I don't think any other quarterback would have so I put Cooper Cup versus CD Lamb CD Lamb is coming off his rookie deal so he'll be a free agent in most reality sports online leagues unless they started in the last three years and Cooper Cup is probably a very expensive wide receiver after two seasons ago and how much he was worth after his monstrous record-breaking season so I would say avoid Cooper Cup he has an injury history that is long and he gets injured he's old he's what 29 30 he's he's definitely up there in age for a wide receiver and for me, it's no comparison. I'd rather have CeeDee Lamb and the potential of CeeDee Lamb at at near the same price. But uh, CeeDee Lamb, you can get for 18 to 25 million a year, depending on the depending on the league and the PPR status. But uh, Cup was like 25 to 40 million in some leagues. He he just broke the bank in so many leagues last season, and to get that contract on your team. You have to have a lot of rookie deals and you have to be willing to risk it that he can somehow get back to that record-breaking season. And I don't think he can without a healthy Matthew Stafford or somebody like, I don't know, they would have to go nuts with the quarterback they get for him. So here's one. They're both on rookie deals right now. So who would you rather have, Amon Ross St. Brown or Jalen Waddle? For me, I traded for both of these players as soon as I could when I saw they were good, and I have them both on my team. But my wide receiver, too, is Amon Ross St. Brown. And I don't think Waddle has the potential with, not with just Tua out, because they might go out and get another quarterback. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen before the 2023 season. Free agency hasn't happened. But Waddle is dealing with Tyreek Hill, and Amon Ra is a bona fide target hog in Detroit 
you look at his lap past um, games, he's regularly getting 10 targets a game. And uh, Waddle, he gets 10 targets sometimes, but, you know, sometimes Tyreek gets the targets. And that's, that's just the way it is. So do you want Waddle, who's competing as a wide receiver two, or do you want the bona fide wide receiver one or a competent quarterback such as Jared Goff, who we know Dan Campbell, he likes to throw the ball. He likes to, he likes to score points, it looks like. So uh, it's going to be a good offense in Detroit that's only getting better from now on. And I see Amon Ra being the wide receiver one for at least one or two more years. And uh, that's how I see it. But Jalen Waddle obviously has the more potential, in my opinion, than Amon Ra. And that's the thing you have to think about. But they both got one year left on the rookie deal. So I say with Amon Ra was a third round pick in just about every rookie rookie draft. So go out, get his contract and be willing to pay for it if you're going to compete this year. If you think you've got a competitive team, you need players that were picked in the second and third round who are producing like better than first rounders in the same draft. You need the, uh, you know, the Justin Herberts, the Amon Ross St. Browns, the Jalen Waddles, those second and third round picks that are cheaper. And then you can have those expensive contracts of the vets. And that's how you set up your team to win right away. Speaking of that, we have a second round, borderline first round wide receiver who outproduced what everyone thought. And I want to talk to you about Christian Watson, the wide receiver one for Green Bay currently versus a 2023 second round pick. A second round pick is pick 13 or lower. And if you look at this draft class, it's got about four quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round of most super flex rookie drafts. And it's got eight potential starting running backs. Yes, you heard it here. Eight potential starters and uh, or at least key contributors in their first year. Um, this running back class is crazy deep. Last year, Brees Hall was the top um top person in the running back draft of 2022 and they said they flat out said they're like he would be the rb4 or 5 in the 2023 class and obviously he exceeded expectations so now he might be the two or three but still there's Bijan robinson there's so much talent and i have to do a lot of studying on them to see who i like and what i like best but i'm i'm definitely going to do it but uh a second round pick, when you take that into a consideration, there's 12, there's running backs and quarterbacks that could take up the whole first round. So you could be getting a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three in the whole draft class for Christian Watson as a second round pick. And that's tempting for me, guys. They say this wide receiver class is comparable to last year's. So Watson versus a second round pick, it's not as easy as it seems. But I would go with Christian Watson mainly because he's the sure deal. With with rookie picks, you're still gambling. You still might get those uh, those players that don't produce. So Watson, you got to get a first for him, a 2024 first or a 2023 first. If you have a ton of talented wide receiver, 
um, someone would be willing to pay a first. So it's not a second round pick. It's got to be a first. And Christian Watson, as we know, is unbelievably talented and a deep threat for Aaron Rodgers that Aaron Rodgers has begun to love. So another 2022 rookie who I'm super high on is Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets. First off, Jets are going to get an upgraded quarterback. I'm almost positive in some way, shape, or form they're going to get an upgrading quarterback. So would you have Garrett Wilson, a second-year wide receiver with tons of potential, or any wide receiver over the age of 29? That includes Cooper Cup. That includes many great wide receivers right now. And in RSO, that means they're not on rookie deals if they're over 29. And for me, I would trade any wide receiver over 29 for Garrett Wilson. Yes, it's spicy, but I would. Garrett Wilson's on a rookie deal, first off, unless you're a first-year league this year. And he's just, he's gonna produce and produce and produce. And it seems like he's gonna get better because he's not gonna have Mike White anymore. He's not gonna have Zach Wilson anymore. And he was producing with them This guy could be a wide receiver one for years to come. You extend him, you have him for like seven years, and that those wide receivers over 29 are all gone by the time you're done using him in RSO. So for me, it's Garrett Wilson over any aging wide receiver. And that might be a deal you want to get as soon as possible before the hype train comes in and they get a new quarterback, whether through the draft or free agency. I mean, just a Jimmy Garoppolo would would up Garrett Wilson's value tremendously. So, uh, yeah. So now I'm going to say Garrett Wilson versus Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is not on a rookie deal in most leagues. He's got a mm, 20 to $30 million contract in most leagues I've seen. And Garrett Wilson's got about a six or seven. You have to take contract into balance in reality sports online and being a general manager and it's why rookie picks are so expensive in the nfl it's why people who are re retooling their team want a ton of picks but the nice thing about rookie picks in in uh in fantasy football versus reality football is a lot more fantasy football Uh, picks turn out than actual football picks because they've got the defense they've got the offensive line they've got the defensive line and it's harder to gauge those metrics but with wide receivers quarterbacks quarterbacks is a little harder because you got to have the mental side to be a quarterback but with wide receivers and running backs it's physical man you you look at their physical traits if they can catch the ball and they can run and they can go move sideways they are going to be good and a lot of people thought that Christian Watson couldn't catch the ball, which sometimes he does have trouble. But he runs a 4-3. He has a 37-inch vertical. He's 6-4. I mean, there were things that said Christian Watson was going to be good. We heard it. The hype moved up in the draft, became a second rounder rather than, I think he was looking at a fourth or fifth rounder. And he turned out. And we can measure the metrics and know at this point. And Garrett Wilson, to me, is worth more than Debo Samuel. At a, if he's on a lower contract, reverse it. If Debo's at a six, seven million dollar contract and Garrett Wilson's at a 25 or 30, no, I would rather have Debo. So it is close because Debo will produce for the next couple years. However, Debo is an injury risk and Garrett Wilson 
kind has had injury history, but might be better off than Debo at this age and stage of their careers. Now, my last one for the wide receivers and the end of this whole episode is Jahan Dotson versus Terry McLaurin. They're on the same team. McLaurin is the bona fide number one, they say, but Dotson is getting the the touchdowns and the targets from Carson Wentz. When Wentz is the quarterback, I'd say Dotson is the better play than Terry McLaurin. However, is Carson Wentz going to be the quarterback next year? And there is no guarantees of that. There is no guarantees of any quarterback in Washington next year. So I think you have to go with the sure bet and go with Terry McLaurin. However, Jahan Dotson, scoop him up if you can, because he seems to be a red zone target that most quarterbacks love. He, you know, Wentz only has eyes for him, it seems like. And if they get another quarterback and Dotson makes the uh, transition from wide receiver year one to year two and improves and keeps improving, he could take over that wide receiver one position, even though it's Terry McLaurin who has a huge contract. Um, He's outperformed McLaurin in a lot of weeks. So that's something to be monitoring this offseason, who the quarterback is for Washington. And if it's Wentz, I would scoop up shares of Jahan Dotson all over the place because he's not really as prioritized as I think he should be. So that's what my uh, comparisons of quarterbacks and wide receivers are. It's a few quarterbacks and wide receivers that I wanted to compare. Um, If you've got anything, any suggestions for me for tight ends to compare, and then next time I'm going to do running backs to compare. And uh, mostly going to focus on running backs and then do a little tight ends because tight ends, let's be real. There's six tight ends that you might want to not stream and the rest of them are just streamers. Even in RSO, you could find somebody on on the on the waiver wire who probably does better than your current starter. And in redrafts, I've come to the conclusion that it's just better to have a top tight end or just stream them every week because the situation and the lack of production is getting pretty bad in uh, in the NFL for tight ends. So, yep, that's a little preview to the next episode. And running backs, man, there are some running backs who are on free agent deals, who are becoming free agents, that you have to watch where they go and what their situation is. And there are some running backs whose platoon they're leaving, and I'll be talking all about that. I'll be talking about the people leaving and who are going to be the bell cows and uh, who to watch for. Because they're, they're on cheap contracts right now or free agents. And there's there's three that stuck in my mind who are going to be crazy good deals next year if you can scoop them up now and they're on contracts. So we'll talk about those next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.